The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, we are going to talk about carbon taxes because uh, independent of the budget process, which is well underway, there are planned carbon tax hikes uh, uh, due in the next few weeks. And there are reports that Fine Gael want to see a delay uh, to them because of the cost of living crisis. Well, joining me to debate is Ushin Cochran, who's director, of course, of Friends of the Earth, and Breed Smith, People Before Profit TD with Dublin South Central. Breed, is this one of these rare occasions where you're in agreement with Fine Gael? <laughs> I think it is. Let's see. Let's see. We'll see. I um, think Fe- I think Fine Gael are being. Uh, I, I think Fine Gael are probably trying to be populist here, but I have a different view on it. What is your view? Well, first of all, we opposed carbon taxes from the get-go, and I was on the climate action committee that looked at how we would draft a plan uh, that would eventually become uh, legal. And um, the carbon taxes were the most controversial. Uh, topic or segment of that committee went on for weeks and the basic problem with it is it is it's it's an extra tax on people to try to get them to change their behaviour that's the theory of it now in the current context trying to get people to change their behaviour when we've got an energy crisis is a no brainer they can't change their behaviour but I have a problem with the whole way uh, the the environmental movement has approached it although I'm a huge supporter of the environmental movement and have marched and worked alongside them very strongly and will continue to do so because carbon taxes on ordinary people are used as a stick and that we need much much more intervention. I had a woman in the clinic this morning, this is a regular occurrence a lone parent, full time worker three children, trying to get a grant to retrofit her house and she's a tiny little bit of euros over and above what the SEAI uh, who dole out the grants for retrofit and giving you money to uh, lag your attic or do the wraparound outside the house. She's a tiny bit over it. And so she can apply for another grant, but she has to have €15,000 up front. Mm. That's impossible for most ordinary people. And you've got at the one end of the scale, you've got very wealthy people who can, of course, afford to cough up big chunks of money to get retrofitting done and even deep retrofitting done. And on the other end of the scale, you've got very poor people dependent on social protection who may get some grants, but there's a whole cohort okay. in the middle who get nothing but they're being carbon taxes imposed on them increased on them and being told that this is an environmental measure it's not it's a market mechanism and it'll do nothing to reduce the CO2 emissions Let let me go to Oshin Cochran on that Oshin I suppose I took two points there we'll we'll park the retrofitting for a moment we might come back uh, to it but but on the point of the carbon tax and Breed's argument that this is an incentive for people to change their behaviour and as well such has been the, the energy price inflation over the last few months that we don't need a carbon tax to encourage anybody to change their behaviour. So I, I agree with Breed about lots of things to do with climate action, to go back to your original point about the different party positions, but I have, I have disagreed with her on this, and I, I disagree with her now too, but actually I, I, I agree the context is different to when this was first discussed. But what that means for a start, actually, is that the carbon, so the only bit of carbon tax that would change if things stay as they are in, in October would be uh, 2 cents or 2.1 cents on a litre of petrol and 2.5 cents on a litre of diesel. So that's, compared to the kind of changes in petrol and diesel prices we've had recently, that's very small. There'd be no increase, for example, in home heating oil. The carbon tax wouldn't apply to that, and no new carbon tax would apply to that this side of winter, wouldn't be till next summer. And uh, it is worth bearing in mind that the, that the excise duty on petrol has 
uh, was reduced by um, 20 cent uh, in March, and the excise duty in diesel was due to, was reduced by 15, 15 cent. Mm. That's more than the total carbon tax, even after any increase. Each of those numbers is more than the total carbon tax on petrol and diesel. So in effect, actually, the government has wiped out the carbon tax on petrol and diesel to help people uh, um, uh, cope with the cost of living crisis. But was, the was that a mistake? That the carbon tax decision is, and actually, it was weirdly, uh, we mentioned Fine Gael. This is the Fine Gael idea. This isn't the Green Party. It was Fine Gael that started, uh, that, 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 in government, that started the increases. Now, they had the support of Fine Foyle and Labour and the Social Democrats and the Greens uh, back in 2019. Um, this is sending a long-term signal that getting off fossil fuels will, will save you money. Now, as you say, right now, the market signal or the price signal is massive to everyone that anything you can do to, to get off fossil fuels will save you money. So c- compared to that, the carbon tax is a bit of a sideshow, I agree. And I agree, I agree with uh, uh, Breed. We need to do far more to help people make mm. those changes and that SEI and others have to step up in a way they haven't until now. But well, wh- wh- why do it if it's a sideshow? You know, wh- well, because, wh- why, why bother go ahead with a 2.1 cent increase in the... Cost because of it's about, petrol when it's fluctuating it's a, by so much anyway. Because it's part of a broader, longer-term signal that every year fossil fuels are going to become more expensive until until 2030 and probably beyond. Uh, and it gives uh, not just households but investors generally. It gives it gives a, mar- a, a price signal that you know this is not that, that you know don't double down on fossil fuels. This is not the way to go. I agree that neither the carbon tax itself nor scrapping it, like this is why I, I, not scrapping it or delaying or you know, deferring it wouldn't help people. People might get some sort of psychological satisfaction from a thing that they haven't liked would not be there, but it wouldn't make any much difference to the price of petrol uh, at, the, at the pump or the price of diesel. There's, okay. far, there's far better things we can do with the money, and that is one of the issues now, is that the carbon tax mechanism is raising money that is being ring-fenced for spending on welfare increases. So we're calling, along with 42 other organizations, mostly social NGOs, uh, like, like Thresholds and, and uh, Age Action, we're calling for like a doubling of social well, a, do, a doubling of the fuel allowance, for example, okay. and wider eligibility, and a well, rise of 20, 20 euro well, in the over, in core okay. social welfare payments. Oh, some of that, particularly in fuel allowance, is being paid for by um, the carbon tax revenue. Well, let, let, let me go back to Breed. I asked uh, uh, Oshin, you know, what's the point if it's so small? I'll ask you the same version of the same thing. What, what's, the, what's the point in delaying it if it's, well, if it's, if it's such a minor thing, 2.1 cent on the litre of petrol? Well, I'm for abolishing it and I was never in favour of it because the argument Ushin is making is that it sends out a signal that we have to reduce our fossil fuel use. It's actually a stealth tax on ordinary people because it doesn't offer them alternatives. So if you live in rural Ireland and the argument is, oh, there's carbon tax me petrol and me diesel, I better not drive me car. Well, there's no public transport and Ushin knows this well. The inadequate of our public transport system is shocking. If you live in a cold house and you keep turning on the gas, then where is the alternative in the provision of double glazed windows, lagging for the attic, wraparound for the outside? People cannot access these uh, alternatives. And instead of it being uh, an incentive to stop using mm. carbon tax, it's actually a stealth tax. But, but, but is there not an argument that the money that's raised through this, it goes into uh, central taxation and, and that's exactly where you fund future public transport investment? or a much broader retrofit scheme whereby people don't need a huge wadge of cash up front. Well, a better way, and we argued this at the time, a better way of increasing the revenue that can go to giving people alternative ways of either transport or uh, retrofitting their homes is to tax the fossil fuel industry and to tax their profits heavily and indeed to tax all wealth in this country in a realistic way. Ireland doesn't do that. And we'll see in the alternative budget proposals from people for profit and probably from others that we need to 
seriously increase taxation on wealth instead of increasing stealth taxes on ordinary people. And, the, you know, the problem with the way Oshin's putting the argument is that the message goes into people's heads from the environmental movement that the environmental movement is in favour of carbon taxes. And that actually is off-putting for ordinary people when it comes to the challenge of trying to bring everybody with us to tackle uh, the, 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 the big crisis of climate change and to convince people that we need to do much more to reduce our CO2 emissions. But that has to be done at a systemic level. Oshin, uh, are you scaring people away from, from, from getting involved in the movement and campaigning in the movement and agitating for the type of change that we need to see if we're going to save society and save this planet by supporting carbon taxes? Look, no movement, uh, particularly of the scale and size we need to, uh, to tackle climate change, is going to agree on everything. There's always going to be a, a spectrum of people involved and a spectrum of perspectives, and that's, that's democracy apart from anything else. Uh, and we have never said that the carbon tax is the be-all and the end-all, and as I've said, it's going to make less difference this year than any year before. But uh, we do need to raise the money as well to fund the, the, the uh, measures we need. And I agree with, like, while I agree with, while I agree with Bree that the SANs should do more, it's not true to say that nothing's happening. Like, uh, there is unprecedented demand for the retrofitting schemes uh, and people drawing down grants, which are, more, which are more of them and there's more generous than they were before. So we will see more retrofitting happening. And, and the carbon tax is one of the ways of, of, of funding that. But I agree it's only, like, it's one small lever among many, many levers. It does, it does tend to dominate debate. But, but equally, it's just not the case that prices play no role. We know, in, for example, in, in, uh, in tobacco and cigarettes, prices have played a role, but along with information, along with regulation, and we know the plastic bag tax, which is a much simpler process, mm. but we know that uh, a plastic bag levy changed behaviour hugely. So it can have a role, um, and I, and, and, but I wouldn't die, put it this way, I wouldn't die in a ditch over it. We won't be marching in the streets if, if the government decided to defer it, but I think the political and, the, and, the, and the, the, the political capital involved in changing it right now, it's there since 2009. It's slowly increasing now. I think, I think better to spend the money to make the biggest difference possible to the most people okay. possible right now rather than change the system now. Well, I, I disagree with the, the comparison or the analogy with the plastic bag tax, for instance, or smoking or drinking. Those are personal choices that you can change, but you can't change your behaviour if you don't have access to free, frequent or even cheap, frequent public transport. You can't change your behaviour if you've no alternative to how you heat your home. And the, the government is not providing the, the, that alternative to a whole swathe of people in the middle of society. The very well off or the better paid will be able to access the SEAI grants and will be able to pay up half it up front and are doing that. The biggest chunk of SEAI grants at the moment is going to the better off, not to the ones in the middle who need it the most. Uh, Oshin, a, a, a final word to well, you on that. Grants. I mean, I know deep retrofit is expensive. I can't afford it right, right now. I know that for sure. But but like lagging your attic and draft proofing and uh, cavity wall insulation, these are these cost hundreds of euro, not thousands of euro. And the grants are up to like once you once you, once you draw down the eighty percent grants. But we would say for absolute certain that the SEI should be sitting down with Age Action with the Vincent de Paul and going out door to door, offering wraparound services to those most at risk of fuel poverty. We should be 
be doing 100,000 houses in the next year to, and that would make the biggest difference to people who, to actually reduce their bills, healthier homes, warmer right. homes and well, reducing pollution. I, I, a kind of a shameless piece of self-promotion. We spoke to somebody who went through the entire retrofit process here in the show on Friday. It was really interesting. The highs and the lows, there was elements of it he thought were brilliant, elements of it he was critical uh, of and you can listen back to what Brendan had to say. It's up as a podcast. It's on the Go Loud app. In the meantime, Breed Smith, thanks for coming into studio. Breed is the People Before Profit TD for Dublin South Central and Oshin Coughlin, Director of Friends of the Earth. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk.